Hello and welcome back. This is episode 49 of the Nonsense Podcast by What Makes Sense. If this is your first time listening, thank you very much for coming on. And if you're a returning listener, appreciate you coming back. Hope you enjoy this episode as much as you did as the other ones. And so uh, this week's episode is with Kurt from American Thrills. And American Thrills is a uh, punk rock band out of Connecticut. And Kurt is their lead singer and guitarist. And so we get to talking a lot about music and what it means to really be a musician in the weird era that it's been, the pandemic era. And so uh, I don't think a band could speak to, uh, you know, having to be flexible better than American Thrills can. They've accomplished so much in so little time in, you know, one of the worst eras for music currently with, uh, you know, not being able to go out and play live. And so um, big, big ups to them. They just had their song uh, and music video, Discount Casket, be featured in Brooklyn Vegan. So very big stuff coming from these guys. Can't wait to share the episode with you. Um, But before we get into everything, I wanted to just say, of course, we have our song of the week. And so the song of the week is Let Me Go by Gopher Gold. Uh, Gopher Gold was actually one of the bands that just recently showed up in our uh, suggested artists on Spotify. And I had, you know, familiarized myself with them a little bit, but I really think I needed to sit down and listen to their whole discography because I I love these guys. I listen to them on a daily basis now. And so, um, you know, appreciate you guys. If you guys are listening, thank you for uh, coming along. Gopher Gold, you guys are awesome. So, Uh, Without further ado, I'm going to stop rambling, and here is Let Me Go by Gopher Gold, and then we'll hop right into the interview with Kurt from American Thrills. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you in two weeks. I appreciate you guys reaching out and uh, wanting to talk. I I love when bands do that because obviously I I can't know every band. And, you know, when I get the opportunity to learn about another band, especially one, you know, that's pretty local to us. You guys are out of Connecticut, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Milford, right? Yeah, we're we're mostly most of us are are from Milford. Uh, We we all live kind of scattered throughout the state now, but uh, we we call Milford home. So. (laughs) Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. And so like, that's always cool just because uh, my knowledge of, you know, bands, especially in like the Northeast is you know pretty limited. It just kind of, it, it comes as I learn of the, uh, of them, you know, I've never really like f- just discover a band out of nowhere. So uh, this is very cool, man. And so um, I want you to first just, you know, introduce yourself just so we can put a, a name to the voice for everybody listening and uh, just let them know, you know, what your role is in the band. Um, a little bit, a little bit of background on the band. I know we just said where you guys are from, but you know, uh, I guess maybe like an elevator pitch of how you would describe American Thrills. Oh no! So, yeah. <laughs> oh no! So, the elevator pitch. Uh huh. Yeah. Sell, good, sell me. <laughs> I'm not good at those. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, my name's Kurt. I, I, I'm the singer and I play guitar in American Thrills and we're a, a punk band from Connecticut. <laughs> nice, man. And so, <laughs> how, how, yeah. <laughs> that's I my mean, pitch. Look, that's all I need to hear. That sounds great. Um, so, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, how long have you guys been around? Um, what was your most recent release? And then also, I know, uh, definitely want to get into, I think it's Old Things that's coming up. Yes. So we'll get into that right after. Yeah, so um, we uh, American Thrills became a band uh, uh, just shy of a year ago, I think. I think it was like a little less than a year ago that, that Jamie and I, uh, Jamie is, so American Thrills is uh, myself, uh, my buddy Jamie who plays bass, uh, my buddy Paul plays guitar, and Jeff plays drums. Um, what's really interesting about about the band is is actually is actually not interesting at all uh the band kind of formed the way a lot of bands formed uh you know we played in bands in the past uh years and years and years ago and those bands are no longer and we came together to start a new band <laughs> that someday will be no longer and um we we started talking about doing a band a little bit after the pandemic started last year um there was this um this facebook group that somebody started that was like an early 2000s scene uh kind of like um reunion page that a lot of people Very just cool. started joining really quickly when the pandemic started it was almost like sort of a midlife crisis kind of situation <laughs> yeah uh, everyone from like the early 2000s that used to go to shows just kind of joined this group and was like posting music and posting memories and pictures and all kinds of crazy stuff from from those days and we just got to talking be like hey man like we're we should get the, get the band back together and <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were talking about doing that but then we were like well why don't we just start a new band you know and write some new songs and and start having fun with music again and that's kind of all that how all this got started and we just started writing songs i think i want to say it was like june of 2020 that we actually got got together and started playing it might have been july um but we were pretty serious about like uh we're, we're older guys so we're we kind of knew that we had like the challenge of having you know families and kids and stuff like that that were going to definitely be challenges and actually doing a something like an extracurricular activity like a band (laughs) so we we kind of made made a bit of a pact where like all right band that's also a financial burden too (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. exactly so So we were like we need to figure out a way to to do this and get this off the ground because i we 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 remember the last time that we tried to do something like this we wrote a couple songs and then just like kind of fizzled out because life was 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 busy and we're like you know let's just actually make some plans and do something so the i think the first practice that we had we were like yo let's just book studio time like right now we're just like, let's just book studio time so we like commit to something and know that we have to finish these songs and we have a deadline and this, this doesn't fizzle out. So yeah. we ended up just booking some studio time and um, we wrote the songs that we needed to, to you know, fulfill that studio time. And um, and that was really it. We, we, we recorded two songs and then we were like, we didn't know what we were even going to do with those songs. We knew we were just going to put them out, but we we recorded them and then we next thing we know we had two more songs that were we were really happy with and we're like let's just go record the rest of these and then make it into like an ep and then do something with it like put it out and um that was like our self-titled effort that we put out uh late last year that was um we released on a new school records which is funny because new school records is actually um getting back to the the early 2000s thing was the same label that jamie and i's old band released on in the early 2000s and we kind of got 
uh, Jeremy uh, at New School to um, to put, put you know distribute the record for us because he's all you know he's also like really still trying to do do the label and have fun with music still. So we we found a, a cool partner partner there to to kind of do that, and uh, that was that was really kind of how the band got got started and kind of off the ground. And once we had that release. Um, out there we just continued to write and just have been kind of just really writing a lot because what else do you do during a pandemic <laughs> yeah yeah i uh i got into in i've said this a few times on the podcast too so apologies to anybody listening but i really got into like learning you know how to record and not not like necessarily like master my own stuff but just for the sake of demoing and yes. um very refreshing just like having some a physical copy of like whatever you just wrote and you know yeah going back to like songwriting too um i can't tell you how many things i recorded you know this pandemic some of the stuff was just like for myself i just was bored on like a saturday or whatever and you know had time to waste but then also other stuff i was like well now you know i'm learning all about this and i can actually bring something to my band with like a, a near finished product or a near finished, like rough of a project. So, uh, there's definitely been like a, I think a big sort of uh creative awakening for a lot of people, uh, especially in the pandemic because everything slowed down, life slowed down, which, you know, in some cases wasn't always the worst thing. It was, it was mm -hmm. an opportunity to pick back up on certain things you may have not, you know, had the time for just having like a regular social life or a regular work life. So yeah. yeah, it's very cool to see what you guys have accomplished. Um, and you know, the, I always like to say like the numbers don't lie. Like you guys are doing very well on Spotify right now. And, um, you know, it, it just goes to show that like when you are passionate and you, you know, pick something back up after a while, you really go like full force in it and you really put your heart on your sleeve for it. Well, thanks man. Yeah. I think, um, what you're saying about about the pandemic not necessarily being you know a bad thing for for the slowdown and you're absolutely right i think i think I'll, especially i you know i can speak from experience like before the pandemic happened i i was working in uh in manhattan just constantly commuting oh, same. every single day <laughs> oh really yeah what yeah. do you do I uh, work in advertising, as does oh, like cool. everybody else in the city or finance <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. that's awesome yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was, you know, commuting to Manhattan from, you know, I live like kind of close to New Haven. So it's like okay. two hours, two hours each way every day. And just like no real, just by the weekend, you're just so exhausted. You just don't have any energy to do anything. Dude, so tell me about that. I used to do that <laughs> commute from, uh, from Westchester County. Oh, it wasn't yeah. that long, but it was, it was longer. And it was, yeah. That really sucks the life out of you. And it takes so much time. That's four out or four hours out of your day. Yeah. And, uh, so once we were all working from home, I just had a lot more energy. And, um, I think that like contributed a lot to like the, the amount of songwriting that I've been doing, you know, on my own time and, you know, doing all the, like, like you said, just demoing on my home studio setup, just getting the ideas in my head out into, you know, a format that I can show the band. So, you know, we can, you know, they can be like, Oh, you know, maybe we can do something with this. So, uh, definitely feel you on that. It's definitely been, uh, yeah, the pandemic has, has, has slowed thing down, things down in a, a bad way. And, you know, there's some, some, some good things. I think people are starting to, it made people realize how like, you know, important sometimes downtime is, you know, we're always just so yeah. go, 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 but you really need to kind of like step back sometimes and, and take time for hobbies and take time for, for, for family and stuff like that. So, uh, that def I think that definitely contributed to, you know, American thrills, you know, 
becoming a thing. <laughs> yeah, and and that's great too. I, otherwise, it's just you know life would just be work and living to work and like you know nobody wants that. So uh, yeah. I, I've had this conversation with a ton of people too, and it's like one of the things that scares the shit out of me is you know when I'm like forty and I've realized I haven't done anything that I want to do. Or like, you know, anything that's like fun, like you got to have some fun, like making money, definitely important, especially with the way things are these days. But, um, you know, like work's always going to be there. <laughs> it really yep. is like, you know, I'm not, I'm not in a band right now where we're like world tour sign, you know, we're not signed to a, a record label or anything like that. Like just admit your reality and kind of, you know, roll with it and, until, you know, other opportunities open up. That's what, it, you know just kind of my mindset with those things too. And it's just, but, uh, you know, music can in music, I feel like if people like yourself, you know, take it seriously, um, as it has with, you know, it has, or as it seems right now with you, you know, over the course of the pandemic, it becomes something more than just like a hobby. It's like, Oh shit. Like people actually like what we're putting out and people do like what you're, you guys are putting out. So like, that's really cool that, you know, you're able to sort of, pick back on up on something and um you know sort of gain that momentum like right, right there in the middle of you know arguably one of the worst times to be in a band yeah it's it's um we 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 really have just been just trying to write songs that we like and just do 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 it the way you know, because we've all played in bands before. We've all made, like, tons of mistakes. I know in bands I've been in, I've made tons of different mistakes on different things. Like, uh, one thing I would say, like, a mistake I made in the past was, you know, focusing so much on touring and focusing so much on just, like, grinding on the road and, grind, you know, just burning through vans and stuff and just, like, yeah. spending so much time traveling and just, like, grinding your teeth against that, like, play shows, play shows, play shows, get the word out, get the word out about the band and... Um, it's cool to kind of do, do like kind of the opposite now, whereas like, you know, nobody can tour. So all we're doing is writing and recording music. And that's been like a really different experience for me compared to like bands I've been in the past. I've always had like a really different strategy about, um, about the band in general. It's, I've always been like, gotta pay your dues and, and get on the road and, and travel and just like play all the, play all the basements, play all the, the festivals, <laughs> yeah. all the VFW halls. And we'll uh, play anybody's that was, that was like, house. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And that was, yeah. uh, you know, that was like the funnest years of my life doing that. But, you know, I wouldn't say that that was, you know, the, the smartest idea in hindsight. We, we In bands I've been in the past, we just weren't really pro prolific at writing. And uh, I feel like with this with this new band, it's been the focus. I mean, with, without much of a choice, the focus has just been writing and recording, which has been so much mm. fun. Just lots of fun. Yeah. And, and like to your point about like touring and stuff, it's uh, I think everybody's taken a step back and has like reevaluated how, you know, one, I think what it means to be a musician and two, where touring sort of fits in all this. Um, I'm, you know, I've, I joined bands primarily to play shows. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, and like understanding, you know, how important touring is, you know, and it, it, I think it still is too, but like, there's also, you know, having like an online presence, you know, we've been able to work on that throughout the pandemic and like, that's super important is just, you know, having some sort of online presence just to show like we're real people and, you know, here's where you can go listen to our music because everything's online these days. So yep. you got to have something online, you know, to drive people there. But 
um, it's really given everybody the opportunity to see like, all right, you know, maybe there's, there's, uh, you know, we can strike like a little bit more of a balance between, you know, for promoting ourselves between like touring and maybe, you know, doing some online stuff and some cool stuff like that. So that in, you know, in that way we can buy more time for ourselves to look more on the creative end of things. So, um, you know, that's at least like the perspective. I think a lot of the bands I've been able to talk to, I mean, we started this podcast like in the middle of of the pandemic about a year ago. So, um, you know, that's really where everybody was at in that point in time where like, Oh, maybe it'll be shows. And then like, you know, after a few months, all right, I don't really think shows are coming back. Then like by the end of the year, it's just like, all right, let's just figure something out. Like, you know, how are we going to sort of handle this and how are we going to prepare ourselves moving forward? If anything, you know, were to happen where we wouldn't be able to tour as now. So big learning experience, I think for everybody, but, um, I really want to get into your guys' new EP coming up. It's, what, in two days? I know this episode will be released a little bit later than that, but uh, it's uh, April 16th. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, two two days from now, uh, our, our new EP is, is coming out. It's called, uh, it's called Old Things. There's going to be four songs on it, uh, most of which have been released already. Um, but, uh, yeah, the last track drops on, on Friday, and it'll be officially out as of Friday. That's exciting. And so uh, where'd you guys go record this, or how'd you record it? Sure, yeah. Happy to tell you all about it. Um, so we um, we headed into the studio, um, I want to say it was in December, um, right after we finished the, the, the self-titled EP, um, we we already kind of had a couple songs because, you know, right at the beginning, I feel like whenever you start a new project, you have like this like rush of like song ideas that yeah. just like come flying out of you. And we had, we were pretty, pretty, we were really banging them out <laughs> at the, at the time. And uh, we had like, you know, material for a, um, in an EP and we booked some time in December to go record with uh, Chris Teddy um, at Silver Bullet Studios here in Connecticut. Um, Chris is in a band called The World is a Beautiful Place and I Am No Longer Afraid to Die. Um, and he's a totally, really <laughs> awesome guy. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're such a great band um, too. Very, very, they're one of the most unique bands I've ever heard and really love listening to them. Um, so if you've never listened to, to them, just go, go definitely go check them out. Um, and it was our first time ever working with him. We, we kind of... Uh, we kind of d- decided to work with Chris because we, uh, there were a lot of records that came out of his studio um, that were just absolutely fantastic over the years. I've just listened to a ton of the stuff um, and just really enjoyed it. And we're uh, just decided to go, you know, check it out. And uh, we're really, really psyched on, you know, the experience of working with Chris. And uh, we did, we recorded four songs in December and um, over, over a couple, couple weekends. And then, we we recorded four songs and hated one of them so we <laughs> we totally discarded one of them and uh went back into the studio in uh, i want to say it was late january maybe early february to just finish one last song that we had written and that ended up making the record and uh that song was actually stranger the song that released about 2 weeks ago um and uh it was uh, yeah, it was great recording with him. The uh, 
the um, the studio is great. We we recorded there actually a couple more songs this past weekend. We did we did with Chris. So we've been spending a lot of time recording with Chris. So it's it's been it's been awesome. <laughs> it's good to hear you guys are keeping active. Um, I think uh, we were talking to one of our friends' bands, Ghost Chant, which is a uh, melodic hardcore band out of you know kind of out of this area, out of New York at least. And um, they were saying too, and I, I really admired the strategy that they took to songwriting and recording and having everything um, you know prepared. And it's not very unlike yours, where you guys like once you're done, you're like, all right, that's you know we shouldn't stop here. Like we need to go and record more stuff so that, you know, once, once this stuff is all run its course and, you know, the earlier songs uh, have been released and, you know, we got those out, we can start having a reserve basically that we can go back to. So we're not panicking and going to the studio and spending all this time and, you know, having, cause with the way we are doing it, right. My band's doing it right now and we are working on it. it it's been a weird year, but, how it would normally be is studio, you know, maybe we'll do some music videos and stuff and then, you know, hopefully a studio later in the year. But, uh, you know, things have slowed down with the pandemic and our studio is out in Rhode Island. So uh, with, you know, any sort of uh, like quarantine rules and stuff, we were, weren't really able to get out there. So it was like, you know, write a whole bunch of songs, record all that shit and demo it, then go to the mm. studio then like pause for like six months and we we know what we're doing with this stuff but it's like what's next what you know what comes next after this because uh you should be thinking re in reality a year ahead of where you are right now and so um that sounds like a very cool strategy that you guys have you know taken you know under your wing basically so uh you know what's what's the outlook right now what's currently going on for you guys you know where's your he where's your head at right now you got the ep coming out you know what's sort of uh what's next for american frills not to not to trample on the ep being released everybody <laughs> go listen to that right now but um you know what's sort of next for you guys uh yeah so you're going to definitely see um one probably two videos in the next couple of months for Very a couple cool. songs off the off the record and then um it's it's we so we put out a lot of music really really quickly which is um definitely weird to me uh but we also live in like a, a world now where that's not like super uncommon for for yeah. bands to just be releasing a lot of music so that's been like i said that's been a lot of fun and um but i think one of the the coolest uh things and one of the biggest challenges as like a musician is to write like a uh, a really large collection of songs like a full length um, so we've been talking about doing something like that and, um, you know, really hitting, you know, hitting the pavement with, uh, with writing and, and getting some, uh, like a, a larger collection of songs together to release. Um, that may, that might be that, that might, it's obviously going to take some time. So yeah. <laughs> there'll probably be some releases of, of various kinds over the, the next, uh, you know, six months or so, we've probably got a lot of stuff to, to, to record and release. So, but, um, I know, and I, from talking to some of the guys in the band, I know like everyone really, really wants to do a full length cause it's, it's just such a really fulfilling experience and it's a really challenging thing to do. I've only written one full length in my life. Um, and it was so much fun. And I just think that that's just something we want to do next. So, yeah. Uh, that's probably on the horizon, uh, the, the, the far horizon. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think one of the other things we're really hoping to do, you know, 
given all this this uh, pandemic stuff is we really want to play some shows, play some punk yeah. shows. And, uh, you know, I, I we're, we've really got our fingers crossed that that's something that we're going to be able to do in the near future. So that's probably our, our kind of near future goal is to, to get on some, some shows and play with some cool bands. You know, it was uh, funny, and you guys weren't even formed yet, but uh, it would have been great to have you on the bill was um, I went through this whole fucking process of trying to book a show at uh, Cherry Street Station, and once I got the contact, it was smooth sailing, but it was, like, really hard. I got I had to find out, like, who represents what and, like, you know, who's the bar manager there, and they were like, oh, well, you want to contact the booking person. <laughs> Finally, I got it. Um, yeah, where is it? Wallingford, I think? Think. Yeah, that place is in Wallingford, yeah. Have you guys played there yet? Or uh, have you played previously there? I've actually never played there. Um, I know a lot of my friends' bands have, um, but I think that place became a little bit more popular like after I wasn't really playing in bands anymore for a bit. So I see. Um, but I it's I hear it's really an awesome, awesome place to, to play and see shows. Yeah, it looked awesome. And um, I have to say, they really have their shit together there. Uh, you know, they... Basically, like when I was booking, I'm not, you know, a professional like show booker or anything. Mm. I was just doing it so that my band could play in Connecticut. I have friends there. I, you know, I went to UConn. So like, oh, nice. um, you know, I, you know, figured if we're doing the Northeast, you know, let's stop there. And uh, so that was a cool venue. I think I got a suggestion from like somebody online being like, hey, yo, definitely book like Cherry Street Station. It's very cool. Um, so, yeah, like they sort of have, you know they'll ask you like what your preference is for like handling you know any money at the door and stuff you have somebody going to you know pick it up they're like you know uh music ends at a certain point just because of curfew we don't want any shows getting broken up we want to make sure everybody sort of has their defined time so that they can play i was like this is a nice breath of fresh air we're like <laughs> you're working with the venue and they're doing well so just just a quick shout out to them um but we were supposed to play Cherry Street Station last April, and uh, it was, like, beginning of April, and it got shut down. We had a nice, like, weekender set up. We were going to play a show Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and that was when everything just came to a halt. So, yeah, real bummer, but uh, I'm looking forward to making it out to Connecticut eventually. We were all supposed to play, I think it was Mitzi's Cafe. I could not tell you where that is, but... Um, yeah, it, it's it's like a cafe that turns into like a punk club at night, which is really cool, nice. I think. But um, yeah, yeah, that was that was actually canceled by snow. Funny enough, if we, if we had known <laughs> oh, what no. was going to happen a month later, because I, I think that was like January or February. But yeah, uh, if we had only known. But um, yeah, so I I guess you know on that sort of same vein, you know, what are some of your favorite venues that you've been to that you've played in Connecticut? Uh, I'm not very as well versed, I think, in Connecticut as I might be with you know New York at least. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like what's what's the scene looking like there? That's a, that's, a, that's a good question because I haven't really played a show in the scene in a very long time because uh you know because COVID and then you know it was years before COVID that I even played in a band. But um, 
really love a, a couple places. Uh, Cafe Nine in New Haven is absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, New Haven's got a great music scene. I've heard. I've been actually. You know what? I've been to uh, <laughs> Toads. Yeah, I've been to Toads. Toads place. Legendary. Okay, yeah, I love Toads place. We used to go um, played there a few times. Saw a whole bunch of awesome shows there, uh, especially in high school. I used to go there to see Hot Rod Circuit all the time. Very cool. Um, and uh, we used to see you know all the shows. That was where all the the good shows were when I was in high school. And then. Um, Another awesome venue in New Haven is a, a place called Three Sheets. Um, a couple of my yeah. good friends, uh, you know, work there and, and run the place. And their show, the shows there are just awesome. I I, I tend to really like smaller venues, uh, in like like significantly smaller venues, like little Agreed. dive bar yeah. places. And Those are sick. Three, Three Sheets really just like checks that box. It's just such a cool little place and awesome food awesome you know great beer selection uh that place is amazing so i'm really looking forward to them getting opened back up um because it's always it's always a great great uh great time there so shout out to three sheets new haven um and yeah there's (laughs) there's also another little like hole in the wall place near my uh my house here in stratford um called main street tavern it's kind of a sleeper place because I don't know that there's ever been really like scene shows there, but I've played there before and it's a, a really cool little like Wait, again. <laughs> I think I've actually, I've I think I've dropped people off there or something like that. Really? I'm trying to remember. Are you guys near like Mansfield and all that? No. So very far oh, from there. okay. There's an oh uh, there's another like Strat. Uh, town because yeah just quick tangent one time um in college I, I would i'd like my own like uber system before like uber was a thing it was great <laughs> really? uh, yeah yeah it was awesome so one time i got like a ride and these kids were offering like 75 bucks there and back or like you know round oh, wow. trip to uh wherever the name of this town was um and so it was for a uh fuck what was it um flow ride a concert in oh, but dude that's so rad. i guess like yukon like yukon students or whatever participated in some sort of like uh competition or whatever and they won and so the winner the winning school gets a concert for flow rider so like that was cool but they didn't go through the school. It just was UConn students. So the school was like, uh-uh, you're not coming on campus because we don't have anything booked. And, like, you, you didn't ask us. So they sent them to this tiny little town off campus. And I'm, like, driving there. I drop the kids off. I'm getting food. And uh, the locals are, like, sitting around there like, yeah, there's something going on at, like, the concert hall down the place. <laughs> and they're like, a bunch of UConn students around. They're like, they must not be big if they're coming here to play i'm like well it's actually flow (laughs) rider that's insane yeah so yeah sorry uh you know go ahead what's uh so stratford tell me what's yeah um yeah so it's a place called main street tavern it's just again a hole in the wall place that sounds like uh... the name enough just sounds like a very cool place yeah it's like it's one of those bars where you you like they have a couple craft, local craft beers on tap, but it's like it's like you go there for like bush light and like French fries and chicken fingers. Like you don't nice. go there for like it's not like a bougie bar, bougie bar place. It's uh, they've got like a little stage, but it's it's just such a cool vibe, and I just like little hole in the wall places like that. <laughs> so uh, Main Street Tavern, I'm I'm hoping they start doing shows so we can maybe do something there. Um, yeah, 
but yeah, over the years there have been so many venues I've liked, um, but not you know unfortunately a lot of them just don't exist anymore or don't allow shows or you know. But there was there was this venue that I bu- I used to book shows at when I was in high school. It was called Point Beach Clubhouse. It was just like it was like it, I got to mention it because it's just like one of those places that like has like like the souls of our youth like baked <laughs> yeah. into it because everybody who's like been in the scene in Connecticut knows like about has been to a show there or, or whatever. And it was just like one of those places where it was like, just like a dingy hall. Like it was like a dingy VFW hall kind of thing. Like there was like melted candle wax on the floor from like the stag party the night before, like kind of place, just absolute <laughs> garbage. But the dude let us book the hall for like 150 bucks for the night. And it was just like the cheapest place to rent. And despite being like right next to like an old folks home, the cops really didn't show up. Uh, it was just a, a really good time. So I, uh, I think once shows start happening again, we might like try and figure out who is like in charge of that place or if it's even like a viable building yeah. to be occupied. Cause it could be condemned at this point for all I know, yeah. but um, it's either that, condemned uh, or it's like a high end brunch spot now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I doubt it's, it's anything high end, um, but <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's for sale. Maybe I'll buy it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, go for it. <laughs> so um, yeah. Point Beach was uh, Point Beach Clubhouse was like I guess the official name of the place, but hope you know that would be a dream to play there again. Yeah, yeah. There's always those like small venues that just you know they, from the outside or even on the inside they're not you know necessarily anything to write home about, but it's just like you should you should have been there when I was yeah. there. Like the the magic in this place, you know, if, if these walls could talk. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know what? It's funny because, like, I'd also – it's funny you mentioned, like, the smaller venue thing because I, I would even love to see, like, house shows come back again. Like, oh, man. you know, like, punk yeah. basements and, and stuff like that. Like, I remember some of my favorite shows, like, I ever played was, like, at some, like – some frat house in like the basement where like the PA barely worked. You couldn't hear anything, but like, I just, those are the shows I remember the most and like, remember what happened and who did what. And you know, like, like just like, it's almost like you don't remember like the show as much as you remember, like the, the memory of like the night, right? Like you played mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. You, I don't remember even playing. Right. Like, it's just like you played yeah, some basement. You was, just black out on stage. Yeah. There's just I like, there's a bunch of people in there and like everyone was really sweaty and there was like PBR all over the floor. And then like, but you just remember like the funny things that happened. Like those mm-hmm. are, I would like that, that those were like some of the best shows I feel like. And, and those always seem to happen in like the most like thrown together um, you know, the most thrown together shows where it's just like someone just had a basement or like a backyard or, uh, you know, or whatever and threw a show and it was, it was great. So I would almost even, you know, love to see some punk houses come back or, yeah. or something of that nature. Cause that, that was always a blast. <laughs> you know who, uh, um, well, or not who, but what I was just talking about, uh, with one of my friends was or actually Matt Vernon, um, who was just on an episode, a few episodes ago. And, uh, we were just saying, I was like, dude, you know what I really hope comes back is like the VFW hall show. Like those were sick. I've, I've only played maybe two, but it's just like, even no matter how many people were there, it was always fun. I think I would, I played 
my friend had a birthday party at one once and was like, dude, does your band want to play? And I was like, it would be my honor. Like, absolutely. <laughs> and that was one of the most fun shows I've ever played. Like, 10 of my friends, just crazy guys moshing, like, throwing each other, you know, throwing themselves at each other across the hall. Like, VFW Hall shows and, you know, Mason Lodge shows are just so much fun. And, you know, I hope that sort of, like, DIY ethos kind of comes back, especially because... You know, bigger venue, like as time goes on, you know, obviously, hopefully everybody does it safely. But, you know, maybe some of the bigger venues have closed. Maybe some of the bigger venues are a little bit more restrictive nowadays. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like when we come out of this. But, um, you know, it might just be on the actual people, you know, in bands or involved with bands to kind of take it upon themselves to start booking this stuff. Yeah, that's a, a really, really great, uh, great point. I, I feel like the art of like the DIY hall show has been just like lost over the years. Um, yeah, like that was like after two thousand like ten. Just yeah, we forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I almost think like when I was like younger, like the first shows I ever went to was like exclusively that style of show. You know, someone booking a hall or you know, a Mason Lodge or something like that and just throwing or a, a show. church. They or used a church hall. churches. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I remember playing a lot of church halls in the early 2000s and, and different shows like that. And, and I think a lot of that, too, had to do with the fact that in the early 2000s, the Christian scene, like Christian punk and like yeah. hardcore scene was like absolutely huge. Um, I remember almost every other night when we were on tour in the early 2000s, like every other night was a Christian venue. Like it was, they were doing so many and they always had such good, like hospitality and like the, the, (laughs) like honestly, like there was something about like, like, um, like, like the, the Christian hardcore, like punk scene back then that was just so, I don't know. It was just huge. And like, everyone was into it. And like the shows were amazing. It was like, uh, it was like a really positive thing too. Like it was like, like it was always like young kids were at the show, just like being super positive. Like those shows, no one was ever drinking at those shows. Like it was always very, um, um, unless my friends were there, Um, (laughs) but like, uh, yeah, I just remember sneaking beers in the, in the the, the, uh, the parking parking lot lot outside. Yeah. (laughs) That that definitely happened here in Connecticut. But, um, I booked, I used to book some shows at a Christian venue here, but, uh, but yeah, no, like it was, um, that was huge. And I remember that being a big thing. And, um, over the years, I, I'm sure like the reason for it here in Connecticut and a lot of, a lot of senses, a lot of the venues, like the people who were booking these halls, like got privy to the fact that like kids were like hardcore dancing at them and stuff. And it was dangerous, which I guess it was, but, uh, you know, (laughs) and like people's feet were going through wall sheetrock and stuff. So I think that kind of put an end to a lot of it here. Um, but, uh, even, even other places, like we, like I played a couple hall shows like on tour and stuff, but like not like a lot, especially after like 2010, like you said, it seemed to like, they seem to really go down, down the tubes, which is a bummer because that's just like my, my first local show was at an orange in orange Connecticut at the, in an American Legion hall, you know, nice, um, total DIY, but it was packed and met some of my best friends who I'm still friends with today because of that show. So, um, I would love to see somehow that come back. Yeah. Cause like, I, I feel like I was on, I was on the tail end of it. Um, because in high school, you know, I, I was I wasn't really in like a serious serious band, but we would play some shows in like you know spring and summer and and whatnot. Um, and that was you know probably around. Let's see, I graduated in 
2013, I think. So like, you know, 2011 through 13. And so at that point, like, you know, that wasn't really kind of thing unless there was like an event at these halls. But, you know, I did get to play some, which, you know, I still hold like near and dear to my heart. Those are great places. But I just think overall, like DIY is going to come back just because we have to, you know, start with smaller shows. And that's what those tend to be is just, you know, maybe in front of some friends, maybe, uh, for example, I'm trying to book an acoustic show for my band, you know, um, in the middle of the summer in June. So hopefully everything is better by then, but we shall see. But, you know, like at least ways to like keep it safe. Like no one's moshing at an acoustic show. So that's a good (laughs) news. Although I'd prefer it, but you know, um, it's just kind of the way things will have to be. So it's just a matter of, you know, everybody clawing themselves back up and, uh, you know, a lot of that's probably going to fall on the bands and promoters. Yeah. I think there's going to be, I I really think there's going to be, like you said, like a renaissance of like DIY punk music again. Um, and I hope there is because I, I, I will just... be heartbroken if it doesn't happen because I've said it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, you've got like you've got like those, you know, those big players, right? You've got like the Live Nation and like the big, you know, and they they want to give your band like your smaller band like a chance to like play like uh, open a big show. But then they want you to like uh, at least the last time I was involved in it, they want you to like buy like a bunch of tickets to sell to your friends yeah, and all this stuff shit. and like to be honest, like I definitely feel bad for a lot of the bigger venues, but you know who I don't feel bad for? A lot of these big promoters who did that shit back in the day. They can all fuck off. That's the um, worst, man. Uh, so, like, to see it go to, like, a, you know, a DIY kind of bands kind of owning all this shit again, like, I'm all for that. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, you, know you, you give the tools to the workers, bro. Like, we're going to work. Like, <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um because you know like i just think the best shows were always the ones where the bands got together and did the shows and did um you know and the or the promoters were really involved with the bands and you know yeah. and stuff like that because i know a lot of promoters uh that are awesome like we have great promoters here in connecticut uh that have been around for years and years and years. One that comes to mind is Manic Manic Productions, Manic Mark is he's literally been like booking shows since i like like I said, my first shows like manic, you know, manic production shows here in Connecticut, and he's That's still so cool. he's booking the biggest shows that Connecticut has now. So you know, the, there's the the good promoters like they're they have longevity. The the bad ones, yeah. you know, show up and then disappear. You know, a year later, and we've had plenty of those too. <laughs> yeah, there's people who get into it for like the money, which there really isn't like a ton of that like in it. You know, yeah. especially at, like the level you know that things are kind of at, but. You know, and then there's this people who like are either in a band or, you know, have friends in bands and stuff and they're doing it just because they want to put on some sick shows. And that's really cool. Like um, one of our friends, uh, John, from um, from a band called Inner Love, he runs or, you know, helps run uh, Long Island Emo. And so he puts on some awesome, awesome shows out in Long Island and sort of their hub is... Uh, amityville music hall which is oh, a sweet. very cool venue and so it's a great town yeah and like he's just like he does it for the the love of the game and i think that's the coolest thing ever is just because oh my god i mean it takes hours to book this stuff you have to con- contact all these bands you have to text people oh, email yeah. people 
wait for responses, uh, you know, like schedule around people's like calendars. It's a pain in the ass. And, you know, I love everybody who does that for the, like the love of the game and puts on these awesome shows. Cause it's hard, man. It's not easy. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And I think what's great about, about like punk rock and, and, and the DIY space is like, you know, you have like people in bands and the way they're involved in the scene is by like being in bands and like promoting their shows and, and doing stuff. But then you have people that are like, maybe not like musically, you know, they don't play an instrument or something or don't yeah. sing, but like, there's so many other ways that people can be involved in like punk rock and the, the scene by like, you know, promoting shows, booking shows, being a promoter and stuff. So really awesome to see that, that kind of stuff too. Yeah. And like, those are the people I'm going to be hitting up immediately when things open up and like are yeah. are safe because <laughs> i know they'll good do a good job i know they'll they'll do shows justice and they won't put on like a whack bill you know it'll be like yeah all bands that make sense so um i'm i'm excited for shows man i hope you know by 2022 we're back uh fully fucking running because uh you know, I'm, I'm ready for it man I, I just got all this new gear and shit like i'm <laughs> you're ready to rock I'm, out man yeah dude uh, yeah oh man um so i think we are no we're actually yeah we got we got some more time too that's good to know um yeah. cool man and so walk me through uh, actually you know what this this came up and i just forgot that i i uh wanted to ask you this but um so you said you work in Manhattan. So have you had any opportunity to explore, you know, any concerts down there? I'm I'm curious what venues, if you have been able to, uh, you know, see down there. It's been a long time since I, I really like traveled out of Connecticut to see a show. Um, and definitely specifically Manhattan, but I've been to Gramercy. Gramercy Very was cool. cool. Uh, uh, I've seen some bands down there. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a long time since I've seen a show in, yeah. in Manhattan. Uh, actually, a couple of years ago, I saw Marilyn Manson down there. With no way, mine. Yeah, it was actually the show. I don't know if you, if you remember this or if you even follow Marilyn Manson, but it was actually the show where like he had this set piece in the background. It was like two guns like this, and he was getting like really wild and tried to climb up it, and he fell and it like hit him in the head he got hospitalized they they cut they they shut the show down because whoa yeah they wheeled him out on a stretcher um yeah i went with one of my buddies because i I don't care i'll I'll go see any show um but uh manson was rad dude that was a great show um but um yeah i think that might have been the last show i saw in, in Manhattan. but um yeah you're like these uh, people are way too fucking crazy down here yeah i think the last show um closest to, to new york i've been to was i went to the uh, i think it was the starland ballroom um to see uh saves the day a couple of years ago oh um, wow that's awesome yeah uh well no it wasn't it was actually last year last year um no it wasn't last year last year was 2020 oh uh it dude, was right? <laughs> uh, yeah it was uh 2020 or uh, 2019 uh yeah i saw saves the day and a hot rod circuit um, nice which was which was awesome I think they maybe it was on that same tour. It was either Saves the Day or Senses Fail. I always get them mixed up, even though they're two entirely different bands. Um, but I was living in Jersey City uh, in 2019, and um, yeah, I, I was like walking by it. And I'm like, wow, this uh, this music. First of all, I didn't know this one place was a music video until or a music venue until like this night and i'm like there's a lot of people out there and there's a line i'm like 
oh look at that like they got the t-shirts in the window i'm like <laughs> holy shit like this was it was literally like a, a quarter mile away from where i lived and i was like oh wow i could have been seeing all these shows and i just decided to like completely ignore anything outside of my block <laughs> and, and i was like yeah that, that's pretty sick so um yeah man but like yeah jersey City's a trip but uh that's cool that you got to see save the day man like so starlin ballroom that's i mean that's a pretty legendary spot so like what's that look like yeah. i've never been in there um well it's it's interesting it's almost i mean i'm I'm speaking from a place of ignorance here because I'm, I'm not really super familiar with the area but it's it's kind of in the middle of nowhere it seems like um it's like you, you drive through and it's like a, it's a, there's a lot of residential areas and then it kind of opens up to this field and like you look and the, the venue is just there in the middle <laughs> of this giant like parking lot. Um, and it's, it's actually a really beautiful place inside the, the venue's nice. The sound is great. Um, and they get so many good shows. I remember when I was there, I was looking at like the, the upcoming shows, you know, flyer and stuff. And it was like insane. Like the, the shows that come through there. So anyone who lives near that place is lucky. <laughs> yeah. It's always funny looking at, like, the docket, and you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. I know all of these people. Um, we actually had – well, we have a venue. It should be around, I think, when everything opens up. Um, I know their man – the owner – I think it was the owner changed over, but the chance in Poughkeepsie. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, this place is awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely not what it used to be from, you know, what I saw, and I guess that kind of, like – drives my point home but like uh every now and then they'll post um you know sort of like what the monthly you know concert calendar looked like way back in the 80s and the 90s and it was insane man like i could name almost i or i could i knew like every artist on that bill like they'd all become famous after that or like at that wow. time i was like that's just in like little Poughkeepsie over here. Like, that's just crazy to me. Um, you know, cause my band played on the chance stage, like when we were 16 and stuff and, you know, played in the other venue, that's a part of that building. And it's just like wild to think, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughn and ZZ top <laughs> and the Ramones, like all went through there. Metallica went through there. Slayer went wow. through there, like all that stuff. I was like in there and like Poughkeepsie, like, I don't, I don't think of it that way. But, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, mind-boggling seeing that like back in the day like this is what shows used to be yeah that place is really cool we played the um the upstairs venue, the loft right? yeah the loft. we were supposed yeah, we to play that last time. year oh what a bummer but yeah what was your experience there because i've i've heard like it can get wild um i'm trying to remember i think i think we played there like two or three times i think one of the shows was like a festival style show i don't remember who was on it but one of the i think one of the shows was like a festival style show and we played like kind of an afternoon and I, I think that was the better show we played there i think there were some really good bands from the area on that show again i can't remember who exactly it was but then um we went through a couple other times and it was it was still pretty decent and uh that i remember the sound being good and uh Really, yeah, I being really cool, cool, <laughs> I've had cool different. Show. I've I've had differing experiences there. So it's oh, good really? that you had a good sound day. Some days yeah. the dude was just like not paying attention, oh, and dear. like no shade at them. It was just like I'm sure that person probably doesn't work there anymore. But it was just like, man, like I, uh, I what is going on? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it was so long ago, I, I can't really remember the sound. I mean, I don't remember being displeased with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's also, like, it, it is the loft, like, you know, it, it's it's a small stage that's, like, at yeah. most, like, 10 feet long, so... Yeah, but that that's a that's a very cool spot, man. I haven't been there since probably like middle, uh, maybe early high school. But it's like it is again one of those small venues that it's oddly shaped like <laughs> it's it's like a V sort of, yeah. and like the bar is over here, and there's like lounge couches for some reason, which I yeah, never it's, like, it, it almost looks like a club. Like some yeah. of the parts of it, I remember, and I do remember the stairs were horrendous for loading. The gear. worst, the worst. It was just like one of those places where it's like you, you you start unloading and like you go and look at the stairs and you're just like, oh god, no. I, I would rather walk up a stairmaster with like a base cab on my back than do that shit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, that is one thing I definitely remember about that place. But um, but yeah, it's cool. That you know. I'd love to play there now. <laughs> yeah, man. You guys let us know when you're in town. Uh, uh, the guys <laughs> in my band, I, I've been, you know, back and forth between living, you know, everywhere in the tri-state area. But the guys here, they've been here for a while, and they know, you know, all the guys in my band just know everybody who promotes. So you let us know, and we'll we'll get you on something, and uh, hopefully we can play together. That'd be sick. But, um, yeah, so we are coming up on time so i just want to make sure we have enough time for our last few questions and so these are questions we do for every guest and so part one is uh just i I would like you to name some bands that you know you're currently enjoying some bands that you think you know maybe people should know more about uh even bands you've maybe previously played with or your friends with just anybody that really comes to mind that you think uh you know you want to share with others and then um second question is your beer of the week you know what is your beer of the week uh (laughs) we just do that keep it fun keep it light we are big beer drinkers on this podcast so uh it's always good to hear you know different brands (laughs) and what people's preferences are yeah so um for bands that i'm listening to i gotta open up my spotify here and kind of go through (laughs) what i've listened to recently let's see um uh, so yeah, definitely check out. I've been listening to a lot of uh, "The World Is a Beautiful Place" and "I'm No Longer Afraid to Die." That's Chris Teddy's band, who produces pretty much everything we do now. <laughs> um, so definitely check them out. They um, specifically, I've been listening to a record called "Always Foreign" that came out in um, in 2017. Uh, that's a fantastic record if you're into um, you know sort of like I, I call them pre- prehistoric emo. <laughs> um, is what I call them. Um, but they're, they're just great. Really, really unique band, which is I think kind of rare. Um, most bands are very derivative, which is great. I, I mean, uh, I, I have no problem with bands being derivative. I, I, that's great. My band is derivative of all my favorite bands, but, uh, they're actually truly unique. I feel like, um, so check them out. Um, recently I've been listening to a band called Covet, which is like an instrumental, uh, like they're sort of like an instrumental emo band. Um, and they kind of sound a little bit like a, if American football was uh, totally instrumental, which I know they sometimes are, but uh, That's Covet, very cool. Covet is awesome. Jeez, um, I'm on the computer that I didn't most... Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, listening a lot to a band called Tired Radio. Um, really, really cool band and friends of ours who we've actually done some stuff with. Uh, we did a live stream with them a couple months ago. Tired Radio is so dope. Oh, very cool. Um, 
they they they're just like oh they just hit that like chord with me you know you know when you hear music and you just like feel something tired radio yeah, is like and, that for me and you're like you remember the first time you listened to it too you're like yeah I, yeah like you remember where you were <laughs> yep yeah they're they're so good it, tired radio they're from they're out of brooklyn really really sick band oh very cool um i've been listening to a band called signals midwest um they're uh like kind of i just i kind of call them they're like a punk band they sound they're awesome uh i just listen to so much music uh <laughs> band called future teens it's kind of like future teens is uh they're out of boston they're kind of like i'd call them like kind of nerdy nerdy punk they're they're very um their music is very kind of emotional very like um kind of it's almost like teeny bopper ish but it's it's oh. like it, it, in the best way yeah um i I, re- I recommend checking out their album uh called it's called break breakup season uh came out a few years ago been like really jamming a, a lot of that um let's see i don't want to miss anybody here i know yeah i i've always said i should probably <laughs> go like all right you know five bands that you think everybody should know about, but are it's not an exclusive list. <laughs> yeah, because everybody's just... like, "Oh man!" Like you, you know, obviously I'm asking musicians, and they're all like, "Dude, like you have to check out this whole thing." I should have people like share their Spotify. That would be good. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna give you three more just to keep it. All right, it dude. Limited. Yeah, yeah I've got sure an <laughs> awesome list going. This is great because these are all like you know usually somebody will mention a band that I've you know already listened to or like know of. And this is great because these are all like net new bands for me. So nice. I have a lot of homework to do. Yeah, I always love like sharing music and having people like show me bands that I've never heard of and kind of, you know, learn, you know, that's kind of how you find new bands to fall in love with. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's cool having that like little, uh, you know, special characteristic of like only a few people know about this. Or, like, or at least in my friend circle, only a few people know about this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's also a band called the the Hotel Year that is um they've been around for a really long time, but I just yeah. um somebody just told us about or not just told us like a few months ago on an interview. I forgot who it was, but they're like strongly suggest and so. Yeah, I do I do strongly suggest the Hotel Year. Um they uh they have a record called Home Like No Place Is There that is awesome. Um they also have an album called Goodness that's amazing. Uh, I would listen to. I would literally just go on their Spotify and just press play. Dude. <laughs> yeah, just hit, yeah, do. shuffle. <laughs> Every I've literally. I don't think I've heard a Hotelier song I don't like. Um, let's see. Well, there's another one. Oh, uh, there's a band called Teenage Wrist. That yeah, we've I've been heard of them. We've been jamming a lot of. They're very like they elicit a lot of like. Uh, I don't. I grew up in the '90s uh, and the early 2000s, but they elicit a lot of those like '90s grunge, grungy like chorusy kind of vibes that like I just remember. Like I just remember like listening to you know the local classic rock like rock radio station with my dad in the '90s, and like they like totally bring me back there. And uh, I just highly recommend if if you're into that kind of thing, listening to them because they their newest record is a little bit more like a little bit more. I hate to use this word. It's a little more commercial, which I, okay. I, I like that for them because they're a great band and they deserve to have that sort of like, uh, you know, recognition. And, but they also have some dirtier stuff. Some of their older stuff's a little bit more like, like gritty and grungy. Um, 
so there's there's just a bunch of, there's a lot of good records from them to to kind of dive into and get lost in um let's see who am i missing here um let's see cover that cover that uh i guess um i guess that's it um <laughs> There's I don't want to get too crazy here. Um, I, I've been listening to a lot of Somos too. They're uh, they're amazing. Um, so if you haven't listened to Somos, they're they're great. Um, I've seen them come up on some like suggested artists and stuff. For some reason, never see. I always say I'm like, oh, I want to look for new music, and then I'll just I'll go to my Spotify. It shows me what I just listened to, and I go <laughs> listen to it again. Yeah, <laughs> until I, I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, they have a couple good records. I recommend listening to a record called Temple of Plenty, and they have a, a newer record called Prison on a Hill that's amazing. So I'll, I'll leave you with that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got my homework now. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Oh, this the, the, those are some records to check out for sure. And uh, yeah, so for beers, uh, there's a brewery near me um, that's kind of like the OG like brewery in Connecticut. It's called Two Roads. Oh, I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Great yeah, spot. Yeah, the place is like right down the road from my house. Um, and uh, I've been... It's in Stratford, right? It's in Stratford, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's great. I actually just got a keg of their um, Little Heaven Session IPA, which I am drinking right now. Nice. So, um, like, give us the, the flavor profile. So I like it because it's like a four point, I want to say 4.6%, which is like a little higher than a Budweiser. And uh, for an old guy like me who like <laughs> drinks two beers and gets like, you know, and that's like, I can't really handle much more. It's great. Very drinkable. Um, it's definitely a session IPA. You can drink a couple of them without any problems. It's not like super hoppy or anything, but it gives you that, you know, that taste of that, like that IPA thing, but it's light, which I, I really, I really dig. And uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. Been really drinking it a lot lately. Been really enjoying it. Um, um, but yeah, um, there's also a, a a brewery that I gotta mention called called Hoax, which is uh, my buddy Sean's brewery uh, out of they're out of East Haven, Connecticut. Hoax is they're doing a lot of a lot of great beers. Um, you can get them pretty much all throughout Connecticut too. I'm not sure about New York, but. Uh, hoax brewing we just did a spoil a little bit of a spoiler but we just shot a video at uh at the brewery oh that's at, awesome um so the the video is coming in the in the future sometime in the future so it'll be uh you'll see it soon soon enough but um but he was kind enough to let us shoot a bunch of footage in uh in his brewery so dude was, i love that that's awesome it was great yeah check out check out hoax hoax, hoax h-o-a-x hoax brewing i'm going to stanford probably at some point I don't know, next few months or whatever. Because uh, my girlfriend's family lives there. So, like, oh, nice. I I will have to stop at, you know, whatever <laughs> sort of, what do you guys call it? Package store, packy down there? Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be just, me and my wife, you just call it liquor store. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, yeah. it's weird and fucked up. In New York, they, they don't sell, you can't sell beer and liquor in the same place. Uh, it has okay. to be separate. So, so we got can... our liquor store. And then you usually get beer from like a gas station or there is like a beer distributor. I remember that. Yeah. It's so messed up. It That's just weird. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So. That we actually recently, I think we recently, over the past couple of years, Connecticut's always had really weird 
beer and liquor laws. Like I remember when I was younger, like you couldn't buy beer past nine o'clock and you couldn't buy beer on Sundays. But like, I think in like 2014 or 2015, that changed. Thank God. Like you can buy beer on Sunday now and you can buy beer until like, I think like 1030 or something. And, uh, gas stations actually, I think some gas stations and you can get beer at like Seven Eleven and stuff now, which like when I was younger was not the case. Yeah. Like you had to go to a liquor store to get that stuff. So, mm-hmm. Uh, Connecticut is doing doing the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> they are. In the right direction. <laughs> now you guys just got to uh, legalize weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we, yeah, right? The only leg up we have on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on, dude. This was sure. awesome. Look at that. Thanks We're so much actually for having me. right at the hour mark. That's insane. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's always great to meet people. And like I said, it's always great to meet local people because, you know, I, I've spoken with people from as far as, like, California, Minnesota and all that. And that's cool, but it's always, like, when when meeting somebody this close, there's actually a realistic possibility that at some point our paths may cross, whether that be on a tour, whether it be on a weekender show, or just, like, in life in general. So, um, yeah, let's yeah, play man. some shows together, man. Let's oh, play Please, with you guys. yes, please, yeah. By the way, I want to say I've been really enjoying it. I've been listening to you guys the past couple of days. I've been really enjoying the tunes. Thank so you so like, much, man. Really great to, to meet you guys and would love to, you know, definitely cross paths at a show or something or play a show together. Yeah, dude. And best of luck on the EP. So for everybody listening, it is Old Things. Is that correct? Old Things? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Dropping April 16th. I know this episode's coming out later than that, but you can already listen to it, and you should have been listening to it. I don't even know why I'm still talking about it, because you probably know all the lyrics at this point. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Hey, brother. Have a good one. You as well. See you, dude. It's not where I grew up 
Cause my heart still lives in the roots of my mom and father's house. I didn't plan to be here. It's just where I ended up. So we'll pay.